Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we're joined again by Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> That was loud. <laughs> Welcome to the Humble Dojo podcast, folks. We have myself, Rue. We have Ross Stewart over there. Say hello. Hello. We have Kevin Downard with us. Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> hello. <laughs> Who is staying at the dojo as our intern uh, for the moment. And he has just completed his first full week of Humble Dojo karate training. How do you feel? How's the body? Hey, exhausted. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Everything. I think uh, everything's pretty much sore. No. I think he touched all bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the the toughest day for you? Do you think? I, I would have to say the first day of the Tabata. Yeah. Was, you know, just kind of a shock, and you know, like <laughs> you, in your head you're thinking, okay, we're gonna this is it's gonna be tough, and it's gonna be hard. But then when you you're like, okay, you come in, you're like, oh yeah. It's uh, definitely everything you probably would think it be would be, and then plus more. You know? So, it, it, just in case there are folks out there who folks out there who don't know, Tabata is the name of some Swedish doctor, I think, who invented this kind of uh, interval training where you do twenty seconds on, ten seconds off, eight times. So you have four minutes of intensive training, and when you're on for the twenty seconds, you're on. Like you don't you don't pace yourself. You go hell for leather, and you take ten seconds off, and you go again. So you can do it with any kind of exercise. You can do it with jumping jacks. You can do it with, I don't know, whatever you want. But we do it with karate techniques such as repetitive gyakuzukis, kazamizuki gyakuzuki, maigeri. Then we do do we do yokugeri, mashigeri, we do everything. Kihon. We do it with kumite drills. And then yeah. we do oikomi, where we fly up and down the dojo uh, doing freestyle techniques. Do partner drills as well sometimes. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll have somebody attack and you defend block counter, attack block counter, mm-hmm. and you just go as many, like, back and forth as many as you can and within that 20 seconds. It's a really good way to train, but it is... for When it's your first time, when it was my first time, I thought I was either going to puke or die. Or puke yeah. and then yeah. die. Or die and then puke, which would be even worse. Yeah. 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 I, I was lucky because I... I was doing a lot of high not, not Tabata but high interval training before I came here and um, that Fair. was one of my fitness things that I was doing in Scotland at the mm-hmm. gym and stuff so I like yeah doing it with karate techniques was a change the muscle groups you're using were totally different so yeah the next day was was tough like you definitely felt it the next day but um, yeah I think for people who come into the dojo like yourself Kevin I think uh, they, they think you can watch it you know, we've done a few Facebook lives. We've recorded ourselves doing it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There's stuff out. There is stuff out on the internet of us doing it. But you watch it and you think, oh yeah, that looks tough. But mm-hmm. when you're actually forced to do it and you see the speed that you know Scott Sensei and, and Tommy said the rest of us are all trying to move at, and you think you have to keep up, it becomes a it's a yeah. shock. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be fooled by the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when um. Of course, when I started working here, of course, I'd already had a taste of instructor's training from my internship. And even before that, after I got my black belt, I joined the morning crew for a while before I was uh, thinking of becoming an instructor. So, um, yeah, I guess I knew what to expect. But that first time, uh, just over three years ago, no, about three years ago, when I first joined the morning crew, man, yeah, I thought it, it, was, it was just, there's no other way to describe it than a shock. And I suppose we're not really going to be able to get our listeners to comprehend just what a shock it is or how it feels um but you you acclimatize you get used to it you can you any i think anybody can get themselves up to a to a a level of cardiovascular uh you know stamina where they can grin and bear it it's not even so much bear it because i think what we always say to everyone is 
it's never, it's always feels as terrible as it feels. You just get used to feeling terrible. Because the fitter you get, the more reps you get in, That's the true. faster you move, the more like the, the more you have to work to push yourself to that limit. So you're always giving it 100% on every, like you should be giving it 100% on every set. So it doesn't matter how how fast you get, how how good your cardiovascular system gets, you're always pushing it to that limit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how much did cardio factor into your training before you came here, Kevin? Um, just I mean, Scott, Scott sent me some stuff, and he's oh, yeah? like, you, you may want to work on this, this, and this. So, I mean, going back a, a few months ago, I started implementing a little bit of uh, the, the tube training. Uh-huh. Right? The tube with the... Um, but doing it like Tabata with tube. Okay, cool. You know? cool. Um, so a little bit of, uh, of of that added in during the week, but um, no, no way is, is... I mean, how do you sit there and prepare for it? <laughs> <laughs> there is no preparing for there's it, really, a, is there? <laughs> there's just no, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, you're seeing everybody around you doing it, and like he's talking, uh, Ross was saying... You know, everybody's busting their ass out there. So mm-hmm. it's not like everybody's like, it's not a, so you're looking, you're like, yeah, I'm exhausted. But you're looking around, you're like, everybody's exhausted. True. So they're just at a different level than, yeah. I just, am, it, just take, it just takes a little bit more for them to get exhausted. But they're just, they, like I said, you're still trying to push that limit every time. You've got to give yeah. as much as you can give. You know? So yeah. since your first week, you've got to see some of the classes uh, that we teach. When it comes to kids, when it comes to adults, um, you got to train with Scott Sensei last night, and uh, that was the first time you trained with him in the dojo. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, any differences <clears throat> from your experience, um, you know, training in a dojo, teaching in your own dojo? Um, is there anything different, or did it sort of reaffirm a lot of what you were doing already? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Well, I I've been uh, you know following Scott for probably the last three years and going to seminars in the U.S. So I, I started grasping on to some of the principles that he teaches upon. So um, started adapting that into the training. Um, so it, it seemed very comfortable coming into the class, and I was like, that seemed very familiar yeah. compared to where the, like, the instructor's training was like a shock because you don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that in a Scott Langley seminar. Uh, yeah, very rarely would he, would yeah, he yeah. incorporate anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I think what's going to be uh, very good about it is that instead of just having a, a seminar where you may see Scott once every three, four months uh, that I get to be here all month long, yeah. you know, just trying to drill those principles into my yeah, my own karate and trying to uh, everybody like you guys watched me last night and making corrections and yeah. you know I don't get that back home so I only take you, a tidbit are you enjoying the corrections or are you a bit like piss off guys no <laughs> no, 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 no no I mean it, it's it, it's like it can be like I mean deflate your ego if you had an ego onto it but it, I mean that's what I'm really here for is to get those corrections so I don't yeah. leave here and still look the same you can't yeah. get better if you think you're already the shit you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I that I mean the the purpose of coming here was really trying to uh correct the 
the things going on where I thought like I was getting an idea of what Scott was teaching from just seminars and stuff and yeah. you know compressing on the on the hip and turning on the heel and all these ideas of uh, footwork and different things that I'm having some trouble with of course yeah. and I was so, I wanted to bring that up because I was well I was going to ask you what things so far have been highlighted for you that that you need to work on and if, if I, I was imagining your response would be footwork and I wanted to talk about that do you think yeah. that's that's it so far uh, I mean, I think that's a, one of the key things, like, through, like, the instructor's training, the mm-hmm. footwork that's involved in everything is, a, you know, a little bit, if you've never done it before, it's kind of hard to just, like, turn it on and, yeah. and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot more things, just like uh, driving off the rear leg, which has to do with the footwork. Yeah. Two and uh, hip rotation and relaxation in between hip rotations and you know so there's upper body tension. I mean, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being very yeah. stiff. I had a little uh, epiphany. Uh, uh, one of my training sessions last week, actually, when I was teaching, I was talking about the inner thigh muscle squeeze uh, and just uh, how we do it in movement when we step forward and zenkutsu dash or step back into kokutsu dash or just in general any stance. And I was saying like that that internal tension. And everyone always, like, you always ask, do you understand? And the class always goes, oh, like last night, Scott was teaching mm-hmm. um, about driving forward and, and having this upper body relaxation in between one, the first technique and the second technique, mm-hmm. doing Kazamazuki Oizuki. And how you're driving off the back leg to get yourself moving. And then in between, you're having this inner thigh muscle squeeze to bring that leg in as you recoil your hand and then drive again as you make the Oizuki. And everyone goes, oh, so, so, so. But then after the, I was getting pissed off <laughs> after mm, the fucking see that. a millionth time of doing it and everyone's still saying, oh, so, so, so. I'm like, think to myself, none of them understand what he's talking about. Like, none of them. And last week I was talking about, you know, so, like a lot of people in the class when they're doing kokutsu, that's like a common problem is their back foot overturns. So their toes are pointing behind them and then their knee starts to drift back and then they end up in that sort of half shikodach, half so that's a really bad back stance. <laughs> a really bad back stance. And I was like, no, you have to have that that inner that tension in your stance at all times to to sort of put that break on that movement so you don't go past that line. And they were also, and I was like, do you get what I mean? And they tried to do it. And I was like, no, you don't. And I was like, and then I literally went to one of them, like, grab my leg here and try and pull it. And then they could feel how much fight was there was against them trying to pull it. And I was like, that's what my stance is like all the time. Every stance has that sign of feeling. They were like. Oh, that's uh, you're kind of like <laughs> fucking five years of being here talking about this, and none of you could do it. Like, oh my god, it was just yeah, it'd drive you fucking mental. That's that's like getting ready for grades and stuff just now, yeah. you know, like trying to go through those details, you know, and you, sometimes you're like, <laughs> it's too late for you. <laughs> yeah, we have our grading. We have our summer course tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're talking to you on a Friday as usual, folks. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow we have Christian Ogart and Paul Uren teaching our summer course and the next day as well and we've got gradings on we've got a lot of people grading and i think we've mentioned this, we talked about this a bit on the podcast before but coming up to gradings is a stressful time for an instructor is it not ross uh, i mean it's as there's a whole bunch of stress that comes with getting people ready for grades especially like this one's been a tough one because we had a grading at the end of march beginning of april yeah and, and then we, we had, had two, two weeks of training and then we had two weeks 
of Easter holidays where everyone leaves. The mm-hmm. dojo gets very, very quiet over the Easter holidays. And then everyone comes back. But then we had like two bank holidays in between that as well. Yeah, we've had a lot. So of, we've, we've had, had three. Yeah, it's, it's been, the like it feels like we've there's been no time between one grade and then the next. And it shows in the students this time round because it's very, like, it's, like there's a lot of people that I've turned away from this grade and who are yeah. asking to grade and stuff. And I'm saying it's just the, the time's not, there's not been enough time in between. Um, and that's stressful. But telling kids that they can't grade ten oh, and stuff is heartbreaking. It is, yeah. it is tough because you, you you never want to hold kids back, but you don't want them to go out and fail either. You know, like you don't want. I think it's just it's maybe even worse to put them in there when they're not ready. Yeah. Um, but as it, definitely that's tricky. That's the hardest part for me. I have a, a very large class on Mondays, and of course we've had so many bank holiday Mondays. So these guys have gotten the least amount of yeah. training since the last grading, and their level is good on this partic- in this particular class. Like they have a good level. Mm, attitude could be better. Discipline isn't quite there, but I mean that's just you know they're kids. Um, but uh, you know a lot of them do try hard. They do switch it on when the time is right. Yeah. And they were all really keen to grade, and I had to tell a whole bunch of them that it'd be better not to go for it, or they run a high risk of failing. And God, it was really hard. I was, I, I felt, I felt down afterwards. Yeah, yeah? I felt, yeah, I felt like a, I felt like a big bollocks myself yeah. because I feel responsible, you know. And I think there's, there's definitely maybe a lot of kids and a lot of parents whose point of view is that it is our job to make sure the kids are ready for grading. And in certain ways, that is the case. But then there's things you can't help, like I said, Bank Holiday Mondays, or even just, you know, uh, the amount of focus that a particular kid has. You can try your best and a, and a kid won't cotton on in time. I think um, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, because then like, you obviously have, you know, yeah, you have that pressure from parents saying, well, I'm... I'm paying this money and I want to see my kid progress. Yeah. You're not doing your job if they're not progressing. I mean, and you have that pressure um, to an extent. And then you, but then you also have the pressure of if they go, if you then say, fine, you can go for it. And then they don't get it. You then get that pressure from the parents saying, why did they not get it? They weren't, and it's like, well, I, and you sort of look and go, I did say, yeah. like, you know, they can't, they, they weren't ready. Like, this is your fault. Um, but yeah, I think that the, that's why it's always better to be, like to be strict with it and say no if I I'm looking at you in class and saying you're not ready you're not ready I'm not going to let you go for it but then you get you get parents who just put them in for it anyway and they show up on the day and they've registered and you're like that parents huh parents <laughs> we'll get yeah. back to that first I just want to ask Kevin do you run gradings at your own dojo back in Cincinnati yeah I, I mean we do gradings but the, I think my system's a little more different that I don't have at the point, I don't have set dates. I mean, I kind of follow the seasons, so I know I'm going to have a summer and, and spring, winter, fall uh, grading going on. But I, I really, uh, I don't set it up to where they uh, registered a test. It's like I just kind of scan and say, "You're ready. You're ready. You're yeah. ready. You're ready. You're ready." You when know? enough of them are ready, you, yeah. You'll, and when I, and when it's kind of like you're watching and you say, you know, I think I got a group that's ready, but you know, I'm not dealing mm. with the mass students that's, you're dealing with. I think that that's a very like I, I imagine, I imagine that sometimes, you know, like if I have one place, like oh, it'd be so cool just to not have the pressure of 
getting people ready for a certain date. Yeah. You just decide, okay, the class looks like they're ready to move up a level. Let's have a grading, yeah. you know, next month. That sounds pretty cool. It yeah. sounds very relaxing and so, stress-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm picking who I... I mean, it's like I know they're going... I, unless they just black out and screw everything up, I know when I tell them you're ready yeah. to test that I know that they're going to pass the yeah. test. You know, that they've got everything it takes, so I don't really deal with that stress. Now, now it's kind of different with, uh, you know, with uh, Scott Sensei doing all the showdowns. Yeah. So now it's like, it, it still puts you know, the the pressure on that you're like, when you see them coming up to like purple brown belt levels, you're like, okay, I mean, some of the li- little things that... Uh, you may have been getting away with for a while. It's time yeah. to really hit it down yeah. because yeah. you're not testing under me. Well, that'll be when you have the same thing that we do. You'll have Scott Sensei booked for a certain date of the year and you're like, okay, if you guys want to go for your showdown, you've got to be ready by this time. Here, this is your chance sort of thing. And that's and that's when yeah. you maybe feel that pressure, yeah? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's tough. Like, I, I've got, like, we've got two guys grading for showdown Tomorrow. at the weekend, yeah. And one of them, like, one of them Ben, teenager, um, been at the dojo since before I came here. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, the, he's almost like the dojo mascot, like yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, he's very much a the junior heart, heart. So I always think he's the junior heart and soul yeah, of the dojo. Yeah. Like he's, he's, a, he's a, a lovely, a funny, yeah. funny boy who you, you you love him to death, but sometimes you're just like. Ben, <laughs> one of those like and uh, let's just say the dojo wouldn't be the same without Ben. Never, like oh my god. Ben will be listening. Uh, he told me yesterday. Yeah, he listens. Yeah, podcast, yeah. So yeah. shout out to Ben, and he's going tomorrow. So good luck to Ben tomorrow. And but what's really cool is I, I remember teaching Ben when he was in the kids class, you know, uh, and he was tiny. Now he's a, like a foot taller than me now. I think yeah, like, like six yeah, foot huge. six or six foot seven. Yeah, huge, like, but um, but I, and I remember how much used to talk and mess all the time and just like it wouldn't be it would be badly behaved but it'd be one of those kids where it's just like will you just focus and work <laughs> hard like um but and you've seen him mature and grow into this young teenager who is you know uh, out there competing now doing very well in competition this very good fighter um starting to like well he's still growing but starting to have a little bit more control over his body to some extent <laughs> and stuff so it'll be nice to see like that sort of that combination of all that training all his time that he's put into the dojo and see hopefully it will shine through yeah. tomorrow you know yeah. and then one of the other kids uh, little david um again young kid he's only 11 or something but i was watching him trade like yesterday was his last class he's going that he was going to do he's going to do a private with me today but last class he was going to do yesterday he was just pinging it pinging away you know and again he was a kid who was you know always the, the naturally gifted ones always like kind of coasting through it on his natural ability but again over the last sort of six months since he last graded he's been you know pushing 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 you see a massive difference in him and uh yeah Hopefully. Yeah, I used to say, I mean, I've seen him around. I've seen him when I come in on a Saturday or or a Thursday before uh, adults training and I see him there. Um, He stands out like he's got this 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 sallow skin and this bright blonde hair. Yeah. Um, And I thought I thought he was real like his style is really loose. He's Mm. like one. He's a typical sign of he's a he's a typical student of yours. Super relaxed. Mm. Uh, nearly to a fault. Yeah. And but then I recently I've been looking at him last few weeks and I've actually I heard he was going for black belt so I took a took a proper look and boy he's sharp. Yeah. Like he's really trying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so hopefully hopefully that goes well. But that's another added stress on gradings. I think like last grading in March April I had 
four of the kids going, four of the teen, young teenagers going, and little Sam, you mm-hmm. know, everyone, I'm sure everyone knows little Sam. Uh, but the going wee for man. The, the wee man <laughs> going for his uh, showdown, and man, the stress I had yeah. sitting and watching them, like, pff, man, it's, it's worse than me going and, and competing or grading or something, watching these young ones go out, you know? So uh, I think that's an added stress, is if, especially if you have a, if you've been training students for a long time and you have that sort of connection with them. When you put you like you want them to do so well, and especially like even with the young ones, when you see them not f- fulfill their potential and stuff, it is devastating mm-hmm. yes. for an instructor. Yeah, yes. it's like ah, but that's another added stress with grades on top of parents and v- v- the, getting people ready for the day and argue. <laughs> Having to argue with kids and whether they're ready or not. It's a very stressful time. Grades are stressful. The only good thing about it is the training course yeah. that we have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, back to parents, right? So, parents who want their kids to do well. That's fair enough. Parents who put on the pressure. That's fair enough too. Parents who interrupt karate class Jesus. to complain that their kid uh, should know this stuff better and there's only so much time before the grading. This happened to me yeah, quite recently. Wow. And I felt myself go red, uh, with, not with embarrassment, but with fury. <laughs> I was... Furious anger I was, <laughs> to those who interrupt my class. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I had to, I had to keep my cool. And um, but yeah, it, I was quite indignant that my that someone had uh, a parent who had been sitting by, had stood up to walk right up to me and, uh, walk, and have right a word. Up, walk right up to you. Yeah. Nah, man, my Gary to the chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, into the bubble. Boom. <laughs> Don't know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, what What did you do? I had to. I had to tell her pointedly that she was wrong. Yeah. And then turn away from her before I could say anything I'd regret and yeah. continue with the class. Mm. She stalked away. I mean, it's, def- it's difficult because they're customers uh, at yeah. the end of the day, yeah? Um, they are customers, but yeah. this isn't, you know, how much of our job is customer service? We're karate teachers. We're there to teach karate, and as long as you know you're teaching karate, then they, they need to, yeah. to slow the roll a bit, yeah? yeah. I think, uh, I mean... Was it? She complained about her kids not know what was it? Was it Kata? I'm assuming. Uh, actually, it was Uchi UK. I was just one tick, like two yeah. <laughs> And and what what grade was this? Uh, these are these are kids going for uh, seventh Q. Yeah. No, sorry, eighth Q. They're eighth going for Q, yeah. red belt. So that's when they need to learn Uchi UK. Uh, you know, they've got Soto UK. They've got the Get on Barai. They've got Stepping Forward My Gary, and they've got to do. Uchi UK and Shuto. Uchi UK and Shuto UK and and then the sidekicks. Those are the yeah. new things for Red Belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, the kids were. Con- I mean, uh, these her. How much can I say now without? Don't, I don't, no, just, give, just, uh, <laughs> don't say names. Don't say how many kids. No, just I'm not, not going to say names. Yeah, people okay, so involved. The people involved. <laughs> the student or students involved um, were convinced that I hadn't gone through this before. Had the rest of the cl- with the rest of the class doing it fine? Yes. Oh, there you go. It's nonsense, then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's just it's it's hard. It's hard when you have parents breathing down your neck, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of interfering with how you're doing your job. But that's it. You know, we've our students are our students, but who's paying for their lessons? Their parents. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to be dealt with. Um, 
And yet, like, it's just it's just another thing about grading and about the pressure coming up to a grading because there is a fear that if you don't do a good job, not only is the kid going to be uh, let down, but also the parent. I've never understood um, if a kid fails. We had a situation where one of the uh, a kid, like, I haven't seen them since they, they failed one of their gradings. And I got a very angry message from the mother. Oh, I um, remember this, yeah. And I haven't seen them since. And I thought to myself, okay, failed. I, like, I didn't, like, we didn't deliberately fail him just to make him feel bad, you know? So there, there's definitely something that happened that made him, that caused that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the failure has to be legitimate. Like, we don't just fail people, obviously. Um, and it's like, but what are you teaching your child by not saying this is a part of life you're not going to get handed everything this and that's why why else do karate if not to again like say like make life to face a challenge it's it's a challenging it's a discipline it's something that takes it takes a lot out of you to do karate and that's why it's so valuable when a kid feels a grading as a parent like personally i would think right well this is a this is a this is how you're going to teach them that when they don't get that job when they fail an exam, when, you know, they, 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 I don't know, when they get let go from, from their work or whatever it is, like whatever trials are going to come through, this is an easy way, an easy, understandable way of teaching them. You've just got to get back on it and try harder and do it again, you know? Mm-hmm. But parents that come up and, and will argue it, point in your face, like I've been there at Greens where it's like a kid hasn't been, and I've seen it happen where people come up and say this is ridiculous let them da, da, da. so-and-so pass but they're so-and-so failed that's da, da, da. and you're like i mean what what are you teaching your kid right now yeah and they should just be given everything regardless i mean i don't think that's i don't think that's healthy <laughs> i don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, yeah. it's preparing them for for the real world you know well the situation i think is going to turn out okay because the uh these particular students have put in a few extra classes coming up to the grading and I'm confident. I mean, I I'm confident that they they're able to do a good job on the day. Yeah. They know their stuff, and if they're practicing like they promised me they are, then they're going to be great. And then everything will have turned out fine. Yeah. But then on the day, sometimes shit happens. You make a mistake. I mean, I've I've had like great example is uh, Adam went for his showdown. Yeah. Um, last year, the end of last year. And Adam technically is one of the strongest. He's brilliant. Um, in in his age bracket, anyway, as a teenager, he's one of the fittest. He's, he's certainly very very strong. Um, but he, on the day he had that mental block where he just forgot to kiai on his uh, in one of the hand catches and forgot to kiai in his kumite. So like you can't do that. You fail. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like we all we all seen him do it a million times on the dojo. Scott says he's seen him do it a million times. I've seen him do it a million times with Dojo, but me personally, I was like, do you think he's got it, Ross? I was like, no, I would fail him because mm-hmm. he's forgotten his key eyes. And that's just, but I know that if tomorrow you could do it again and pass or you could give him... A, or you Probably could... not because, you know, he still forgets to key eye all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, he has gotten his black belt since. He got it in March. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and he killed it in March. Like, it was yeah, like, he yeah, did a great yeah. job. And he it, was always going to pass yeah. as long as he'd remember to key eye. Yeah. But then uh, I have him, he helps me with my Saturday classes. He mm-hmm. assists me down in West Park in Tala and whenever I get him to help me out teaching them five step sparring we demonstrate for the kids and I go okay now Adam Sensei counters does he ki 
No. So I have to kick him across the dojo, and the kids love it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he does that to teach the kids. No, he yeah, doesn't. No, he no, does no. not. No. <laughs> but you get, my, you get my point, though. Is that you know, there's a, there's a guy who you would give like that that the day before he graded, you're like, yeah, I'd give you a black belt right now, judging on what you've just done in front of me. But you have to do it in that moment. And yeah, he doesn't yeah. do it, you don't get it. Like, yeah. and, that's, and I've seen kids who are excellent but have a moment where they just f- freeze and during their kata or they stumble in wrong leg, wrong hand. It could be maybe because they, like, when they're paired up with someone, maybe that person starts making mistakes so they start making mistakes and you kind of have to go... I mean, you maybe give them a second chance if they're young enough, but like you know, if there's a higher grade, then it's like, well, you should know your stuff, you know? You have to mark it down. And that can be the difference between a pass and fail sometimes, you know? Right. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But, yeah. But parents who fight against instructors who are making those decisions, I just don't. And interrupt in a class, man. Could yeah, I hope that never yeah, happens yeah, again, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't I know if I'll be able to. Oh, man. Add up. Yeah, yeah, it came close. Um, I, th- I think she could see how upset she'd made me. And by upset, I mean furious. <laughs> you ever had a parent interrupt a class? Uh, no. 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 Do you let I mean, the parents watch your well, classes? See, the, the parents are, um, they come into the waiting room, and it's like separated from the training room. So uh, they're just in a waiting room, and most I get a, a monitor up where they can so do those. So they can those, still watch the class? They're still yeah. watching the whole class, but mainly <sighs> I've cool. peeked my head out, and they're just out there on their phones. Yeah. You know, they're not really paying attention that's know? fair oh yeah a lot of parents sit by and look at their phones read a book some parents some parents come in and study I've seen people like with their folders and their study books out and Doing getting ready and for stuff, a yeah. course or something like yeah. that yeah. I mean on the other hand I, I think Jane is Jane deals with the parents I mean that's kind yeah. of her thing so I think she's had a few situations oh, where, yeah. you know some but I, I don't think it was really you know nothing with the teaching or gradings because like i said i don't have the same situation with gradings yeah being yeah, the issue yeah, yeah. onto it sometimes it's maybe. like maybe if i changed we we had a move where we was uh renting or leasing a space and we bought our own uh, uh building and then we had to slightly change our time schedule onto it and you know little thing little changes and something like yeah. that you get the parents you know, eh. and it's I mean, very few yeah. it's not like oh it's, uh, but yeah, there's the, always the ones somebody we, the ones we deal with yeah. are very few and far I mean like last grading we had 250 grading and I think I mean I didn't I didn't hear any feedback of complaints or anything was there any complaints well, the last or, one went uh, went really well yeah, no, I mean, like, all my students so did it's well very, it is very rare but when it happens it sti- that's why it, when it happens it sticks out because yeah. you're like oh Jesus <laughs> yeah no like yeah. Uh, thinking about it now we do have Including our schools and after-school programs, over seven hundred students. Yeah, and um, you maybe get three of them complaining out the whole year, like three yeah, complaints yeah, out the whole year. Yeah, yeah so, so, it's just upsetting yeah. when it happens. Yeah, because we try, we try yeah. hard. And, you can't, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and they're not, they're not on the dojo, so you can't give them. A- <laughs> and, you know, you you get those. Excuse um, me, my son had. Bam, bam. <laughs> After the dojo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and like I teach at different uh, schools. You know, like after-school programs, like you guys do, or school programs, and you just—it just seems like you don't always get the same response from a student like you do at the dojo. You know? Yeah, oh, definitely. It, it's always yeah. a—it's like a different 
there's just a different feel. They're just getting out of school generally for me, so they're all usually hyped up. You know, they're thinking maybe in their head they're like, oh, this is recess. The problem you know? with schools and after-school classes is, in my opinion, is that the kids already know each other. Mm. They're already friends. Yeah. They already have this uh, um, banter or this um, yeah this relationship yeah. where they they like messing about. They like pushing the boundaries. And you have your class clown who knows it's his job or her job to be the class clown. And, the, and they're well aware you're not a teacher. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, my, my school, like, even when we were in primary school, my class had some animals, <laughs> some proper animals <laughs> in that class. I remember any time the teacher was ill and we had a substitute, you were, man, it was, like, even, at, like, yeah. for a good boy who never got into trouble, like, for bad behaviour at school. Such as yourself? I, I was an angel at school, man. And I, I remember, like, the substitute teacher came in and we, we would all be like, Oh yes! What are they going to do today? Like you just sit in the back with a popcorn watch and chaos unfold. Like, and it was like as a kid, man, it's hilarious. So yeah, you can understand why they they take full advantage of it. It's very challenging. Oh, definitely. When I when I take myself out of the situation, I think those kids are only trying to have fun. And in fact, a lot of the stuff they do, I admire them for it. You know, like that took a lot of balls what you just did there. But I have to give out to you now, and I have to make you. Uh, you know, I have to make you sorry you did that <laughs> because my job is to teach karate and you're interfering with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then when I think about it afterwards, I'm like, we would have been friends. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's funny. Like, I, I remember at school, one kid came in, was, <laughs> one substitute teacher came in and the kid, Daryl Thompson, was getting in trouble. And Shout out like, to Daryl. Come, come up to the, to the front desk and I'll give you a a warning what's your name and he gave somebody some other kid's name <laughs> then he ran out of the class and the teacher went chasing after him so the class went crazy oh, then no. he came running back into class and hid and she ran in and he's like is he over here he was hiding under the table and then there were six teachers running up and down in and out of the class looking for him chaos like My absolute chaos so I think that with, with karate, at least with karate they're, all, they're supposed to be running about or doing physical activity, so you have that little bit of an advantage over... Yeah, you know, over trying to make them sit still. have to yeah, teach yeah, them yeah. fractions or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then when you have kids who are here in the dojo or in a regular karate class that isn't anything to do with school, they only know each other within the context of karate class, yeah. which yeah. is behave time, or else... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you like, always, <laughs> like, again, as soon as they're in, they see good behaviours rewarded... Bad yeah. behaviors not tolerated. Like so, they like yeah. The dojo classes nine times out of ten are, are little angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about it's less than a month to Denmark, which means it's less than a month left on the road to Nidan. Yeah. Uh, so I've been uh, actually. You know what? This week just gone by. I've been feeling. Pretty good. Yeah, because you were a bit down last last week. Yeah, last time we spoke, I was um, feeling really bad about my keyhorn. But just last night, uh, we did a great... Oh, Scott ran a great... You didn't... I know you didn't enjoy the class for... I enjoyed it for the first, like, half hour. Oh, you were... Yeah, yeah. And then when we were doing literally the same thing for the hour, I was going a wee bit crazy. I was like... Well, I was getting a lot out of it because the class was based on the Nidan syllabus. So I was... I was uh, willing and ready to, to you know, d- indulge in the rep- repetitious nature of, of such a class. Yeah. So uh, the, the more we fired out those combos, the better for me. Yeah. And I just felt, you know, sometimes when you're in the dojo and you just feel like you're on fire. Yeah. yeah. 
I just, uh, you know, I could, I know, obviously, no, it's never going to be perfect, but whenever, usually, when we're doing the kihon, I start off and I think, just before I go, just before I push off the back leg, I'm like, this is going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do it, and it's usually pretty Shocking shit. Shocking attitude. <laughs> Shocking attitude. Um, and so, that, that was there in my head, and I was like, this is going to be shit. And then I did it, and I was like, ooh, it hasn't felt like that before. That was I all right. I didn't, I didn't wobble too much there when I landed or I didn't, uh, you know, I, you know, that was a bit more relaxed leading, you know, as I stepped through or the hip vibration actually worked that time because I struggle with that. My hip vibration is poor mm. generally. But last night I was feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, you were looking sharp last night, man. I, I'm saying it's, it's all coming. Uh, you're peaking quite nicely. I think it's important that you, you peak at the right time with these things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can overtrain. When it comes mm-hmm. to gradings, when it comes to competitions and stuff, but I think uh, no, I think you're 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 starting to really move smoothly, move well. It's all coming together. And know, another thing, right uh, earlier in the week during morning training, uh, Scott had a look at me doing MP, and uh, you know, usually I get a few you know nuts and bolts corrections, which I got, but then I got a correction which I felt really good about, and it was basically more feeling. Mm. And I thought, oh, cool, I can do that. <laughs> more feeling, yeah. yeah. So uh, feeling. Yeah, so that's what I got to do. I got to correct those few things that are still not quite there, and then give it a bit more, bit more flow and a bit more feeling. Yeah. So yeah, how's the road to Yondan? Um, I had a nice wee like after the class yesterday. I asked Tommy, um, Sensei, to watch me just doing some katas, and you know, be as harsh as possible. And uh, we went through the whole bunch. It was uh, the the ones I'm going to. I can be asked is take your dan, take your sandan, jitte, uh, kankadai, basadai, geon mp, hangits. Mm-hmm. Uh, those eight kata. So I went through those eight kata with Tommy's eagle eye and very very valuable feedback. Just how to make things look a bit sharper. How to just you know times where maybe um, I'm not you know, utilising my movement to its maximum. It's a bit like a day ago at times, but, uh, man, I felt good last night. I felt in the zone. I was very, like, I was in the mood to be fixed, you know. Sometimes, you know, you just, like, you're fatigued, especially, like, with the amount of training we do. Your body's always fatigued. It's always sore. Last night, I felt good. I felt, like, warmed up. I was ready to go. And, yeah, uh, just savage, like, having that that little session with Tommy last yeah. night it was really, really, yeah. really valuable. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm coming up to this nicely. You know, I'm, I'm feeling sharp in, in when we do kumite in the mornings and stuff. Uh, I feel sharp when we're practicing our katas. Um, I'm feeling put together, you know, Good. Uh, going through applications and stuff for Sochin, um, which I'm going to be doing in Denmark. And uh, yeah, I feel comfortable. There's nothing, there, I've been asked, I think, just about every, to justify every technique, to apply every technique and, um, one or two obviously a little bit trickier than others but I think I get through it relatively well the explanations are there so I think it's just man again just building up so I peak for the weekend and uh, just making sure I go out and just perform as well as I can you know I'm feeling good I'm excited yeah, yeah it's going to be fun yeah. it's going to be fun well it's time it's time for the feels feels oh. of the week. I'll go first Go on then. <laughs> so, as I mentioned on the podcast probably before, I got a sore ankle. Did I mention that? Well, I've had a sore ankle. I haven't okay? heard the end yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really, really sore for a long time. And so last week, it was so sore. 
and I decided I needed a break from training to help my ankle get better. So, after morning training on the Tuesday, I said, that's it. I'm not going to train tonight. Mm, I didn't train the next morning. And then Thursday came around, I didn't train on Thursday either. So I was taking a proper long break from training. I was coming, you know, I, I think I came in on Wednesday and I helped, I helped do some filming while you guys were training. Or was that Thursday? Anyway. And, uh... Uh, and then ne the next Tuesday came around and I, and I hadn't trained in a full week. And I thought, well, I better get back at it. You know, I can't take too much time off. And then I did and the ankle was sore again and I was complaining again. I had ice on it and everything. I went to the physio the next day, went to my physio appointment. And um, she told me it was sprained. And I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no wonder. It's been really sore. But apparently a sprained ankle isn't, isn't, such, a, isn't, isn't such a bad we thing. Were, we, uh, me and Scott, immediately looked at each other and just started laughing. Like, for fuck's sake, we were expecting torn ligaments. <laughs> you know, like bone fragments, something like that. Meant you'd be going on about it. it, was, it was you got a wee boo boo. No, a sprained ankle is no joke, man. It's, it's sore. Fucking, man, I sprained everything all the time. Like, oh. Like, Scott's training with no cartilage in his knee. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sprained ankle. Like, <laughs> well, it was I, very funny. Oh, I feel your pain. Funny. It was yeah. such a typical like. I thought I thought pure vindicated when I when I knew my ankle was sprained. I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell them now. The physio said it was sprained, and then they'll be like, Oh, okay, maybe you need to rest some more or something. Like, <laughs> like no, they just burst their holes laughing at me. Yeah. Yeah, there's no sympathy in this dojo, man. You gotta have thick skin here, man. No one's gonna feel sorry for you, no matter what. <laughs> uh, Your turn, yeah, fail of the fail. week. Um, my fail uh, was quite like, for for me. It was quite funny. I, nobody else was here for this one, but I was in the shower in the dojo, and we've got the we've got the the squirty squirty tingly. Um, as we call it the, well don't now hold shower, on we got just uh, some, some very cheap sh shower gel um, that stings when you, when you apply it in a nice way <laughs> in a tingly way um, but uh, like the, the top of it was like one of, like a, if you can imagine like a Lugaside sport bottle yeah. it's like that and I, I squeezed it, but it's uh, too much kimi. <laughs> when, when I squeezed it and the cap came flying off and the con it was about half full and the contents came Felt, felt like it filmed the shower man the floor <laughs> was covered I was slipping nearly pulling the shower curtains uh, off that's why all the tingly <laughs> stuff is gone yeah it's all gone yeah uh, but that was like nobody else is here for that but that for me I was like god it's a good thing nobody else is here because I was falling about you know a wee naked bum like hanging out the shower like <laughs> so yeah that, that was a, that was a, uh, amused me anyway that was that was my fail of the week oh. yeah I may have the fail of the month. <laughs> so I mean, it all starts out great. So it, maybe not to some people's ears if I said, yeah, I went out uh, with uh, uh, Ross Sensei and, and, and Tommy Sensei on a Sunday night. With the lads. <laughs> bank holiday uh, weekend. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's like, a, yeah, bank holiday. So nothing going on Monday. So. Yeah, I think we decided we'd get an early start, maybe. Was that a little early start, you think? Um, we started at about half seven. Yeah. 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 And then I, I remember saying, oh, it's, go it's going to be a long night. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a great night, uh, all up to the part where uh, I, I'm getting out of the cab to make it back to the dojo and hit the uh, what, pothole out here. Have you ever been to the dojo? There's, a, there's an alleyway. And as you go down the alleyway, there is a sinkhole from hell. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. the gateway to hell is in front of the dojo, and 
Kevin obviously doesn't live here. Uh, first time, you know, doesn't know the potholes there. Yeah. And what happened, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I hit that pothole and fell right on my face. I mean, <laughs> luckily it wasn't like flat on my nose, but it, my, my right side of my face. I So, I, you know, I wake up in the morning. Who knows how long I was laying in that alley? <laughs> 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 it may have been a while. The foxes know. Come yeah, on, God, yeah. I'm sniffing you like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I wake up and I, I look. And you, you could feel something's like different, so you go look in the mirror and you're like, ah. <laughs> I came in. I came in the Come next. <laughs> I came in the next day to clean the dojo, and I saw him, and I thought he'd been attacked. He looked, yeah, yeah. He looked gruesome. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, did I piss him off last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that you know, and you're just coming in, and you're meeting everybody, and you get to come in, and your eyes like swollen and puffed out. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, never. What did you do? What yeah, happened? That's what right, the first thing everyone said was. Ross, what did you do to Kevin? I was like, <laughs> as if I'm some bully. Yeah, Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Best control in the dojo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the best control in the dojo. Hear that, Scott says? Best control in the dojo. <laughs> yeah, so just a rough way to start out. You know, it's like one of them, the the best and worst of the the first uh, weekend. Yeah, sure. sure <laughs> it's like, yeah, the yeah. best was going out with Tommy and Ross. The worst was <laughs> getting home again. Going out with Tommy and Ross. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you, come, when you come here, guys, on a, on a bank holiday weekend, be prepared, like... Yeah. Me and Tommy don't play rent. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, we have to say goodbye. I've got a private class starting right now with yes. Leiden. Say hi, Leiden. Too shy. Too okay. shy to say hello. Well, you missed your chance for podcast fame. fame. You're about to be the Fail. most famous student in the dojo, but okay. Yeah. No, no, okay. Who are we even podcasting to? The she millions, asks. millions, millions we of have people listening. Several listeners. Um, people so care about what we have to say. Speaking of whom, listeners, of please do uh, get onto iTunes and leave a review. Hit follow on Spotify. We're on Acast now, by the way, which is a cool little app for podcast listening. So yeah, um, what else? Oh yeah, Hombu Dojo Podcasts on Facebook. Podcasts at gmail.com if you want to get in touch or send us a Facebook message. HDKI Karate on Instagram. Oh, I'm exhausted after all that. Like, That's subscribe, enough. share, all that good stuff. Get the bell on YouTube. Awesome. Get notified when they're out. Um, and we'll be back very quickly with uh, Paul Uren Sensei and Christian Oigarden Sensei who will be here tomorrow. We'll do a great course with them and then we'll have a nice chat with them tomorrow it's going to be great fun yeah, busy and, weekend uh, so hopefully he's coming thank you folks oh, 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 oh.